welcome to By Its Cover, One Marriage's Journey Through Movie Night, using only the covers of movies found on streaming services. I'm Brie Eggleston. And I'm Kevin Eggleston. We're your hosts for this podcast. <laughs> yes, almost, we are. I almost made you it all the way through. You were so confident until the last one there. <laughs> oh, man. So, hey, we're going to switch it up a little. We are going to change the format in the fact that I picked the movie this week, and I have seen this movie, and I love this movie. And Kevin has not seen this movie. So it's going to be a one-sided by its cover. And I've picked Now and Then, starring uh, Christina Ricci, Thora Birch, Melanie Griffith, Rosie O'Donnell, Rita Wilson, Gabby Hoffman, and I can't remember the last one. Demi Moore? Demi Moore. Okay. Melanie Griffith, Rosie yeah. O'Donnell, Rita Wilson, Ashley Aston Moore. Gabby Hoffman, Thor. Okay, did you get all of them except for Demi Moore off the top of your... Yes, I love this movie. Oh, shit, girl. I know. When we said, like, hey, let's do this, I'm this will be one of those it. fundamental things for us. I didn't realize you had done homework. OMG, <laughs> I love this movie. I watched it... I've, I've probably watched it no less than 30 or 40 times when I was growing up. I haven't seen it probably in about 10 or 15 years. Okay. Um, but it was definitely a quintessential movie for my childhood. So, Kevin, based on the cover, what do you think this movie's about? I don't want to say now that I know it's like that foundational to who you are. Well, I, that's what the, I feel like. If I drop a deuce on this movie, you're gonna be like hmm, reevaluating oh, the relationship. I could tell you, you will already not like First this movie. Doubt domino falling in our marriage. <laughs> um, so, okay, this cover. Has got all of the actresses that I just it named. does all the actresses. I'm assuming in some way canoodling or cut or holding canoodling. That's they're, the wrong word. No, they're hugging. Hugging. They're wrong or their their age appropriate counterpart. Where this is flashback, flash forward type movie. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, I get that because the tagline for this movie is "Goddamn a novel." A summer when four friends made a promise to return any time they needed each other. That time has come. Oh. Okay. Also, this movie features all of the characters in enough denim to start a Canadian <laughs> rock band. <laughs> all of them are either wearing uh, blue jeans up to their, like, underboob <laughs> or coveralls. Also... Uh, I assume the way this cover is laid out, Christina Ricci. Oh, no, I don't now that I don't think about it. So I assume the person touching them, the adult touching them, phrasing. Mm, I don't love the that. The adult counterpart. Mm, yes. There we go. <laughs> is there like adult who's playing them? Uh, how pissed would you be if you're Christina Ricci and you get Rosie O'Donnell as your future self? That's your ghost of Christmas future. <laughs> and I'm not trying to bag on Rosie O'Donnell. I'm just saying, like, we know what now Christina Ricci looks like as an She's adult. She's still super cute. Yeah. So it just did not. Like, what's the opposite of a glow up? Can you become an ugly duckling? Oh, that's mean. Is it? Is it? Rosie knows her brand. <laughs> um. 
So like, anyways. But like if you glue up to Ro- like Demi Moore, that's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> that's just not fair. Uh, this is the second Demi Moore movie we've watched almost back to back with yeah. uh, Nothing But Trouble. So we'll see if her, her, her talents have changed. Um, now and then. So I'm going to go with uh, these girls bond over something. Okay. Uh, like a childhood of uh, beaches. They just become friends. <laughs> and they come together. I'm going to bet it's because one of their husbands died. Okay. We'll see if you're right about that. Okay. I mean, obviously, I know that whether or not you're wrong. That pregnant pause makes me feel like at least one husband has died. Or maybe they all died. Um, <laughs> this movie set on You're September. making a lot of heteronormative assumptions right now. This movie, when did it come out? I don't know. I was young. <laughs> I just, I gotta know when did... You're good. Well, Google it real quick. <laughs> now and Then came out. 1995. Bullshit. They were progressive. Bullshit. <laughs> Calling it now. They were cis related, cis het relationships. Um, you know, kudos if they made Rosie a lesbian in this. That's the only one they would even feel remotely comfortable doing in 1995. Okay. We couldn't even admit that, like, Will and Grace were very gay. <laughs> I haven't watched even, the new We couldn't season. even let him live with, a, like, a man. We were like, no, you got to have a woman in there. Um, <laughs> Any other predictions, Kevin? Any other predictions? God, if they wear denim throughout this entire movie, I'm just going to be... It's not all denim. So... I, I'm sorry. It's not all denim, which means there's a good percentage that is denim. <laughs> Honestly, I can only remember one specific outfit in it, and it's Thora Birch's. They're dressed like a goddamn Hanson album, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to have them mm-bop their way into my heart <laughs> with this movie. Am I going to cry? Uh, yeah. No. Maybe. Kind of ran all three options there, huh? Um, I, I believe that probably the first time I watched it, I teared up a little. Okay, how old were you? I mean, 1995, I was nine. Okay. So you think... 33-year-old Kevin has the same <laughs> emotional maturity as 9-year-old Bree? Potentially. <laughs> I swear to God, I bawled like a baby at Beaches. If this happens again... I've never seen Beaches. Well, now you know what? When it's my turn to do this movie, what we're watching. Was that a formative movie for you? It'll either be Predator, Top Gun, or Beaches. I've seen two out of the three of those. How has the two of the three that you've seen did not include Beaches? <laughs> well... I've watched the other two with you. <laughs> I know. I did, a good, I did a good job. I showed you cool things. Right. Um, so I don't have really any other predictions for this. A lot of denim. I imagine uh, there's going to be some fighting between the, the, the then girls and the now girls. Okay. But they're going to come together. And through the power of friendship and platonic love, they're going to sort it out. Okay. I'm going to imagine there's going to be at least one dance number. And since it was 1995, at least one scene where they all eat ice cream together feeling bad. Huh. Okay. I'm I'm looking forward to oh, watching this with you. Knock I don't think that out of the GD I don't think there's an right ice there. cream part. Actually, there might be an ice cream part. Okay. And also, here's my next request. Yeah. 
can we have an ice cream part when we watch this? It's way too late for us to get ice cream from anywhere. And also, we're self-isolating right now. Coronavirus can't get on ice cream. It's too cold. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I learned that. No. I don't think anybody knows anything about this thing right now. So let's not break the quarantine for you to have some ice cream and watch now and then. That seems very teenage Brie of you. <laughs> I want to be in the right headspace to watch this movie. So I need I need a cute boy to have just dumped me. <laughs> I didn't have my first boyfriend until I was 19, so that's not accurate for me at all. Hey, hun, this podcast isn't about you telling people how much of a GD nerd you are. <laughs> I don't like I'm saying GD nerd as if I can't say goddamn. But we you, do mark these as explicit. You're a mother flipping nerd. <laughs> you um, said flipping. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. So let's go watch now and then. All right. I'm so excited. Then, then we can watch it now. Oh, I'm just going to stop recording right now. Bye. And we're back having just watched one of my all-time favorite movies, Now and Then, starring a whole host of fabulous actresses. I feel like I can't have opinion on this movie knowing that it's one of your all-time favorites. <laughs> oh, I mean, I was sitting next to you while you were watching it. I know that you did not care for that movie. Uh, it wasn't made for me, like where I'm at in my life, if ever. Um, but I'm sure if there was a point where I was like a 12 year old girl, this movie would hit very differently. <laughs> I bet it would have. Um, as I am not and have not been able to do those things, um, felt, uh, felt mismarketed for me <laughs> as a person. Um, okay. So if folks, if you've never seen now and then. It's kind of like the now and later of candy. Like Stand By Me is the starburst. Oh, I love starburst. And now and then is the now and laters. Like it's there. It's inferior. But some people really like it. <laughs> I liked Stand By Me as well. Yeah. It, it's a, Stand By Me is great. And I'm not, you know. So now and then is uh, these girls. Well, first is uh, their adult selves all getting back together. And like my phone message saying, you you promised you were going to come back to this town. We had a pact. And immediately I was like, there's going to be a goddamn murder clown. <laughs> I thought we were getting it. Uh, we didn't. We did not get it. But it does, this movie does feature a storm drain scene. It so does. Yeah. I had fingers crossed for a second. I know you um, did. <laughs> so they go and it turns out that these girls uh, made a pact. To all meet up if they ever needed each other. And the thing that brings them all together is that they're, one of them is pregnant. Chrissy. Chrissy is going to have a baby. You could you could have given me the names of these people. You could have set up flashcards. I would not have been able to match them. <laughs> well, technically, I mean, there were eight people playing four characters. Yeah. So, uh, Roberta, who is Christina Ricci's character. Yep. And Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell uh, was the tomboy because you have to have it, it's a rule. If you have a movie that's all female protagonists, you have to have one of them be a tomboy. Yep. Um, or we'd call her non-binary now. Which she's would the be better. She's the only one that gets kissed though in it. She it gets kissed by Devin Sawa, which is this the second movie Christina Ricci's got to make out with Devin Sawa. Yep. In uh, the other one being Casper. Yep. 
I don't love that I know these things. Also, his line in Casper is, can I keep you? And their kiss line in this movie is, can I kiss you? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, this, I, oh, it's just. It, Do you feel like your whole world is just. No, it's like when you have a friend that's really into conspiracy theories and they get to this point where they're like, see, it's all connected. It really is this group. <laughs> and you're like, you don't see that at all. That's what you just did. You. I'm so happy that movie trivia has been where your conspiracy theory brain goes. <laughs> Rather than actual conspiracy But I don't theories. think they've been in a movie again since then. Well, you know, can name on one hand the number of Devon Sawa <laughs> movies there are. I mean, don't challenge me. I could probably come up with several. Yeah, but anyways. I used to have a poster of him on my ceiling, babe. I've got his filmography. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I felt like I was just taking a walk through Childhood Breeze. Like That's totally correct. Burned out VHS player. It was. I alternated between Casper, Little Giants, and Now and Then. I'm so happy Little Giants is something we can share, because this Now and Later movie, not so great. It's Now and Then. I, but it's the candy. See, I'm bringing it back. <laughs> okay. It's called Callback. It's clever comedy. It's it's a, a second-level joke. <laughs> um. So anyways, they these the girls as adults get all together for this birth, but then they flash back to this summer... And which is one of my least favorite like genre tropes, is I don't mm -hmm. mind coming of age movies, but I always hate that they seem to set up summer as this like pivotal. Yeah, this is the only time you grow as a person <laughs> is the three months of summer, uh, especially because like my summer was mostly my parents just taking me camping, mm -hmm. even though there was a perfectly good Disney World right over there. We just <laughs> never did, so I didn't have friends because no friend wants to go with you to go like sleep in dirt. Yeah. You wanted to play Nintendo together. I think this is one of the reasons why I love this movie so much is because it totally was not how I grew up. I mean, my sister and I had each other, obviously, but we were down a dead end road and there were barely any kids our age in the area. So for me, it was more of a like, oh, my gosh, this is ideal, like to be next to your best friends and just be able to ride your bikes all summer. Like that was not something that we had. Yeah, I lived out in the middle of the woods, um, so the only time I did see my friends was at school, and maybe that's why I, I like I loved school so much. Was yeah, because to me it became like my social hub, and so I have so many positive feelings associated with that. Because yeah. like when I got home, the only things I could play with were squirrels, <laughs> so, and just like one over eager coyote. <laughs> like if that fat kid turns his back for a second, I'm gonna eat like a king. Oh, it'd be great. <laughs> Um, so now that you've uh, delved into the psyche of our childhoods. <laughs> yeah. And we, well, and this is what we actually do is we spend the time. And they, they have the most cliche. I mean, and I don't know, 1995, I think everything in this would have still been cliche. Opening with them playing Red Rover, Red Rover. And, okay, there's a scene frustrates me where they're playing Red Rover, Red Rover. And it's the four girls. And the rest of the neighborhood is on the other side of them. And the girls call over a boy, and because of the strength of their friendship, they're able to, like, throw him down. <laughs> the, the nerdy, tiny yeah. kid. <laughs> oh, they basically beat up a kid with asthma. Um, <laughs> I mean, go must commit, like, a hate crime. <laughs> and I uh, think Chrissy ends up marrying that yeah, kid. Yeah, <laughs> she does. Like, she felt bad. Yeah. Um, she Stockholmed herself <laughs> with him. 
But uh, she throws them down, or they throw them down, and then they start cheering. And I'm like, that's not how Red Rover works. You can't just get <laughs> one person. It's like, game over. Right. And so, <laughs> made no sense. Uh, but then it's, you know, they're saving up money to build a tree house. Yep. Which we only see them ever do one job for. Right. You. I mean, they really, you don't know what they're working for. Or and, how they're getting their dollars. Yeah. And then they investigate, like, a Scooby-Doo mystery involving a... a well, they try to have a seance and mm-hmm. bring back a dead person, but they uh, end up trying to figure out who this headstone belongs to. Which, by the way, is like the weirdest headstone because it doesn't even say the kid's name. It says Dear Johnny. Yeah. And so there's no last name, which makes sense because part of the mystery is figuring out who the kid is. So if it gave it away, then it would be way easier. And they didn't have Google back in 1970. Yeah. And then there's parent divorce. Yeah. Um, absentee. I mean, so just, but again, it's like the movie tried to invent reasons why parents aren't super involved. Yeah. I guess what kind of got me too is. Or too involved. Yeah. <laughs> like Chrissy's mom. Yeah. Who gives her the birds and the bees talk. But that's the only time we see her. Yeah. So this movie actually has some really legit great actors. Yeah. In it. Hank Azaria. Um, Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie Hunt. Some of the. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. They're in here for just scenes. Yeah. Like little vignettes. And uh, so these girls, they do everything from going and investigating a murder to like solving emotional disturbances around divorce. Yep. Um, All in like. Cloris Leachman. She's another one. Cloris Leachman. Yeah. But this movie kind of wastes some really great actors. Yeah. In scene. I mean, you have Hank Azaria, and the best line you have is when he has like a piece spinach, of spinach stuck in his in teeth. His teeth. <laughs> Cause he's trying to date Samantha, who was Gabby, Gabby Hoffman. Yep. And then future Demi Moore's like mom's quick boyfriend. Yeah. We don't even get any resolution to like that ended up being a stepdad. <laughs> Nothing. It's just he's in this one scene and then he's gone. They are driving on the or they're riding their bikes on the road. And they meet a hippie that's Brendan Fraser, and they talk to him about Vietnam. Yeah. And he gives this piece of advice where it's like, sometimes your parents aren't right. And then that advice is never used at all again in the movie. And it's supposed to be this like poignant scene. And then it just, and then we left the hippie. (laughs) He gave us cigarettes. He gave them all cigarettes. Yeah. (laughs) Except Chrissy. She was the straight-laced one. And, uh, you know, Cloris Leachman is talking about murders and you've she doesn't want to talk about the murder of johnny johnny's the kid that they tried to raise in the seance uh she doesn't want to talk about it and then she leaves to go gamble <laughs> play and, bingo and she like peels out of the driveway with her car <laughs> with a crazy wig on none of this addressed again nope i mean it just this movie is like here let's introduce these interesting characters let's is it have just them on screen for 10 you? minutes and then just not give you any resolution with them <laughs> Um, even like Christina Ricci, there's a scene. So Christina Ricci, um, she was supposed her mom died when she was four yep. in a in a car accident. Roberta. Roberta's Christina Ricci's character, yes. Mom dies in a car accident when she's four. Dad had kind of lied to her and said, like, your mom didn't feel any pain. Yeah. It was like instantaneous. It was quick and instant. Um when they're investigating the murder, they go to this the town hall in this other town or the town records. Find that, county records. Yes, yeah, sorry, county records. They find that the uh, the newspaper article that details that no, her mom actually died by being pinned in the car 
for an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, and then died in the hospital later that evening, so it was not good. No. Um, Dad and, lied to her, essentially. Which, again, like, she's four. I think I would have probably... Right. I mean, you can, as an adult, you can understand, yeah. like, that was the kinder thing to do. But as a 12-year-old girl who's missed your mom and has four brothers and does, or three brothers and doesn't connect with anyone, like... Yeah. That that was devastating for her because she had this idealistic thing that her mom was okay. I mean, yeah, I guess again, it's it was devastating for her. Yeah, it it's whatever. It's just like again, a scene that has two minutes of exposition, and then it's like, ah, we'll never deal with that again. And (laughs) nothing was ever problematic for them ever again. Um, and but the parents in this were almost like Charlie Brownie. Yeah, well, I mean, again, I, it reminded me. Uh, it reminded me of every coming of age movie. I mean, yeah. th- there's a trope that they fill. That's why they're coming of age movies. So, you know, it, if you've seen Stand by Me, Sandlot, now and then, you've seen the same structure to these. So movies. you got those two, and I, this was mine. Yeah, this was definitely female oriented. Yeah, and which I think is great. Yeah, I, you know, because what else did young girls have? Like that in Secret Garden. Oh, God. And, oh, the, the Little secret, Women? I don't oh, know. I hate the Little Women. And the Secret Garden scared the crap out of me. Okay. <laughs> I, it just, <laughs> classic literature terrifies me, too, because there's words in there I don't know. It's scary that he's moaning in the house all by himself. Oh, are you going to make me have to be like, hey, quick, quick fact. I've never seen or read Secret Garden. You've never seen Secret Garden? Never was an adolescent girl. Okay, that's a fair point. I mean, gender norms are bullshit. Yeah. But, you know, I had grew up with them. All yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> I'm not saying I shouldn't have been allowed to see it. I'm just saying, like, I didn't. <laughs> and now that time's gone. If I go to a, oh, it's better to say, if I go to a video store, you know. The, You're dating yourself, All babe. the plethora of blockbusters around. <laughs> Where is our VHS player? I go to the neighborhood Vidal Video. <laughs> And I asked them for one VHS copy of Secret Garden. <laughs> they won't give it to me. Nope. Legally, they shouldn't. There's actually two versions of Secret Garden that were made in a very similar time frame. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I Enlighten me? I, no, I just... There oh, were, no, this there's is... just two versions of the movie. Is... There's probably more than two, but two that were made in a similar time frame. This is terrible trivia you're giving me. <laughs> it's not even trivia. I do have you're to tell you, though, I did just not... Just making statements. I did not like the movies, either of them, uh, but I've always wanted my own secret garden. <laughs> Shut up, Sorry. Kevin. That's not... I mean, like, actually, a really beautiful garden that was closed off from people. God. Dang it, stop looking at me like that. I mean, I, I hated the Jaws movies, but really want a beachfront house. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's what I want. I, want, I was inspired. I, I've never seen Jaws. <laughs> the actual balls. I, 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 I told you. I know. <laughs> I am, uh, for our listening audience, I am gobsmacked. He is. He My truly is. Gob has been thoroughly smacked. <laughs> and I'm way across the room from him, so it was all like in his brain. <laughs> I cannot believe you have not seen how have you not seen Jaws? What makes you think I'd want to see Jaws? A giant mechanical fucking shark. I know, but I've been to Universal Studios. I've seen him on the tour. 
And you never got curious? No, because when I was growing up, my mom always told me this story about how she went and saw Jaws in the theater. And she was pregnant with my sister and I at the time. And when the shark jumped out of the water, it scared her so bad she thought she went into labor. So I was like, I don't want to watch that movie. I don't think that could be true. Uh, Yes, it is. When did Jaws come out? Well, I'm guessing 1985. Not at all. Oh my god, was Nin- your mom scared 19... by it? Yeah. Was it? It was like 76. Well, maybe she saw it in like a replay thing. Oh my god, your mom got scared by a Jaws, Jaws sequel. The... No, that can't be right. Oh, was... Maybe I'm totally misremembering the story. Oh, you've been afraid of Jaws all your life because your mom lied to you. I mean, my mom's going to need to have some explaining. Movie. <laughs> she could it could be like the Rialto playing old movies. No, your mom probably saw I don't even know what else could be Jaws-esque. She probably saw like Piranha 3D or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to ask her. I just <laughs> Anyways, now and then. Yeah, now and then. Uh now I'm gobsmacked. Then before I thought you were a normal person that's seen Jaws. <laughs> um, bringing it back. So uh, it wasn't. I just felt um, for a movie that tries to have comedy in it, mm-hmm. it just doesn't. It did have musical numbers. You called that one. That was some bullshit. Okay, I was right on two accounts. One <laughs> event that causes women that have grown apart to have to come together. Yep, you were totally right. Okay, I, I was the only thing. It was. Uh, it was a birth. Yeah. This is the other thing. So these girls, it's 1970. They are 12. Yes. They say that a couple times. Yep. They say little Johnny died this as young as we are. So they're 12. Yep. It's 1995 when this movie comes out. The yes. The movie is set in modern day. You know how I know? Because I did what you did. I checked the goddamn trivia. <laughs> or I'm sorry, should I make it a conspiracy theory thing like you do where you're like, uh, Rosie O'Donnell's character owns a Jeep Cherokee. <laughs> that was that model was only available in that color in 1995. I don't know. That's a lie. <laughs> but I'm doing what you do to me. <laughs> okay, that makes them 37. Yeah, she's 37 having her first child. Well, I mean, to be fair, like her mom really scarred her from the idea of sex with all the explanations of gardening and water hoses. So you think that she just, like, finally got around to it at 36? Well, maybe they'd been struggling. You don't know. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, the idea of, oh, I need my support group. If they would have been in their 20s, even well, early 30s. Well, and they 30s, even made the comment that Teeny and Samantha hadn't been home for over 10 years. Yeah. So it just, I yeah. That one kind of irked me, the timeline on this movie, because I don't think, like, this is not 37-year-old Demi Moore we're getting in this movie no probably not not even 37 year old rosie o'donnell so it just yeah that felt a little bit weird i don't think they. somebody didn't do the math on that i don't think they yeah because like what would have changed in this movie if they would have said it in 1975 well i mean the actresses (laughs) what because they're definitely no more than 17 when the movie starts oh okay gotcha okay i'm not saying like only do a five-year gap now they're pregnant oh that'd be a very different movie chrissy's only 17 (laughs) popping out a baby oh that becomes a drama that actually becomes something i would have watched so i think one of the best things while we were watching this that you did is you turned turned to me and looked at me and said you were chrissy weren't you i no what i said was which one did you want to be (laughs) 
Because <laughs> I know which one you thought you were. <laughs> and I know which one you were. I wanted to be Roberta. Okay. So, in case you don't know the uh, personalities, Roberta is... Like tomboy. Tomboy, non-binary, um, plays sports, yeah. is rough and aggressive. Um, teeny. Teeny, there we go. I was going to call her Tiny. Thora Birch. And then Tinny. I don't know. Thora uh, Birch, Melanie Griffith combo. Yeah, she wants to be uh, an actress. She's kind of a... She wants to have boobs, like, is she, tries to be sexualized. Very girly girl. Yep. Um, and Loves then, boys. Yeah. It wants attention. Yeah. Things like that. Um, Which makes sense, because later in the movie, we see a swinger party happening at her parents' house. Oh, is that what that was supposed yeah. to be? All right. <laughs> Miss that uh, cue. I just thought they were fun. Um, <laughs> I mean, same thing, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> And then you have Samantha, who was Demi Moore and was Gabby Hoffman. Yep. Um, she's angry. Yep. Um, has problems with relationships because of the divorce of her family. Yep. Um, she ends up growing up into being a sci-fi. Writer. Author. But it didn't sound like it was quite sci-fi. I wonder if that was a non-fiction. Well, it was but called then, Alien something or other. Alien Next Door. Which, yeah. If, if, it's, a sci- if it's a science... Fiction. Like, ex- like, well, like a, a like a speculative. Yeah, but she said non-fiction. she prefers science fiction. Yeah, yeah, but like if the movie's a speculative or the book that she wrote speculative fiction, like or speculative nonfiction, Alien Next Door, perfect sense. But if it's sci-fi, that's a shitty romance novel sci-fi. Well, but they make the comment that Chrissy makes a comment that she prefers Danielle Steele, and romance novels and samantha scoffs at her yeah because i but also she chrissy makes the point like i didn't understand half the words in the book you wrote before that's what kind of like i can't tell if it's an academic text or she's writing fiction so that it couldn't be it could have been a little bit clearer um she i mean she has an interest in the paranormal she's the one that wants to do the seances things like that so that's what I thought, at least. So you thought her book was more research than actual fiction? Yeah, I thought it was like that. She was like some sort of paranormal investigator at first, but then makes sense that she's a fiction writer. Well, and Teeny makes that comment that. about pod people at one point, which I think is supposed to like transfer into the Alien Next Door. Yeah, who knows? Title. It, again, this movie just runs through like characterization. Uh, I think. And, okay, so we have those characters. Then you have Chrissy, who was you, which was um, nervous, would be the best way I'd describe her. <laughs> Very anxious child. Uh, worried about everything. Just wants everyone to get along, be nice. Can be mean when she has to. Yep. Like always. Oh. Yeah. En- enjoys, a, enjoys a Twinkie every now and again. I think I was probably an amalgamation of all four, depending on the given situation. Really? What sports did you do? I played softball. How many fist fights did you have? Not any. Actually, I'm 34 years old, and I wish at some point I would have gotten in a fist fight. But I think I've hit that point where that's not going to happen. Come at me, bro. No, I don't want to hurt you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Cocky. All right. I, I'm I'm your gusto. That was a very Roberta answer. Um, I was about to say Oberto. Oberto. <laughs> you know, the beef jerky. Okay, so let me ask you this. Out of the four girls slash personalities slash ladies, who was your favorite? N- none of them. <laughs> I mean, they really didn't have characters. You know who was my favorite? 
who got no screen time for the Chris, like size of credit she got. Janine Garofalo. She did. She was a great little cameo there. Not even a cameo. That's how all these actors were in this movie. Yeah. It's like, again, you have some just greats and you do nothing with them. And so Janine Garofalo plays a a server at the restaurant they're at. Uh Uh-huh. That they hang out at. And then she also is a psychic. Like the town psychic. Yeah. Witch. Which, okay. They call her a this witch. This town in Shelby, Indiana, not a real place, looked it up, <laughs> uh, has, like, no mall, no place for these kids to go. It's rural as hell, but it's got a psychic. Yeah. Yeah. This is a weird town. <laughs> they have different priorities in economic development in downtown. <laughs> not a theater, but we've got that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, how would I have changed the cover? Actually, none of them wear coveralls. That, that's true. They were all in jean shorts and plaid shirts most of the time, except for Teeny. She was always dressed yeah. up. Um, so that also like had to give them some actual like crisis to deal with. Um, and I would have written some goddamn jokes in between. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Again, I don't know who this movie was quite marketed to because it comes out in nineteen ninety five. It more focuses on the young girl's relationship. It doesn't yeah. really deal like the adult versions of themselves. Are there just as a framing story to start in mm-hmm. the movie? Um, so they're kind of superfluous. Why did you cast some of the people you cast in those roles? Like, why do you get Melanie Griffith for that? Yeah. Uh, did she just have like two days to shoot? You know, like, whatever, let's do this. Um, so I don't know, because if it comes out for girls in 1995 to watch... Mm-hmm. 1970 is pretty far back in our collective cultural consciousness at that time for as much of that to resonate with, I would imagine, that age group. Once again, I think it's more of that feeling of nostalgia that it yeah, that but, it triggers. But in 1995, like you watched it then. You were around 10 years old, 11 yeah. years old, 12 years old when you were watching. So you were about their age. Like, there is no... By the time it got on VHS, I was their age. Yeah. So, but it's just like, there's no, for them, it's like, you're not remembering going out and gigging frogs with your friends or solving the local No, murder. but, you know, it's that type of feeling that as a, as a child, you want to have. I would have been intrigued if they would have used the actors that they had mm-hmm. to have a more interesting narrative with the adult versions of themselves. Um, even with flashbacks to childhood. You you mean like vignette almost? Yeah. Um, I know like, that's not a word, but it. I made it a word. <laughs> Vignette-esque? Um, <laughs> yeah, like if I could have seen, okay, if we're going to have, you know, modern day Demi Moore's character having her, she says she struggles with relationships because of mm-hmm. her dad leaving them. We don't even know why. And we don't even know if her mom gets remarried, even though we meet her, you know, boyfriend. But show me that. Like they kind so of wrap it all up in the You bow. would have preferred like if there were the twelve year olds and maybe the twenty two year olds and then the thirty two year olds. I don't even need the twenty two year olds, but it's just I, I would have liked to have seen that relation the older relationship, how it's changed and how it links to how their childhood led into that. Because as it stands now, I'm like, yeah, they had one awesome summer together, but I don't understand why they're that great of friends. 
Well, and it's interesting because at the very end, Gabby Hoffman's character, Samantha, makes a comment about how the whole point of the summer was to build this treehouse house to come together more as friends. And really what it proved to them was that they could be more independent. Which also doesn't make sense because the movie ends with them having to all be together. It yep. ends with another uh, <laughs> game of Red Rover. And also, like, her friend saved her life. If she would have been more independent. So in one scene... Uh, Samantha climbs down this storm drain, which I thought we all float down here. <laughs> you Again, were you were just really hoping for a clown. <laughs> Jones and for this all of a sudden take a hard turn into horror, <laughs> and she climbs in the storm drain during a rainstorm and can't get back out and only gets saved by her friend and uh, Crazy Pete. Crazy Pete. Um, and you know, so it's, well, you'd be dead if you were more independent in that scene. Yeah. Um. And there's other scenes where it's like, if you would have had this independence, you wouldn't have made it. So I, I think the movie didn't quite get its own moral and yeah. instead was kind of getting to a, well, but this sounds nice. This sounds, because that's what a coming of age story always has to do is where mm -hmm. a person has to separate themselves from, you know, I uh, putting away childish things and growing to that next step. Yeah. I just don't think this movie addressed that point. And I also think that it kind of feels weird then to turn around and try to be like, well, this movie's about how close we are still as friends, even though all this time has passed. Mm -hmm. So I would have rather have seen, we're still friends, even though all this time has passed, then let's flash back to show you what happened to get us that way or how the, the, the events of that summer mm -hmm. shaped us. I think that there was just a tweaking of the perspective of this film would have made the moral of it or the theme of it fit a little bit better. That's fair. That's not the particularly like funny analysis. I'd didn't really insightful. think that this was supposed to be a comedy, though, did you? It tries. It tries real hard. Um, hmm. But it just... It, it well, you're pretty picky about your comedy. I am. I'm a comedy <laughs> snob. I'll admit this, but I was also just... You know, it, it tries to have comedy with little lines, but it just doesn't. I also... Uh, they have um, Ashley Aston Moore. Who played who Chrissy. Chrissy. And I, I was, one of the running things in this movie is that everyone makes fun of Chrissy for her weight. Yeah. And I was annoyed that they didn't actually cast a fat female actress to play her. Yeah, but female that's not surprising. Her. They barely do that now. Yeah, true. But I just kind of laughed because I'm like, God, you just are, it feels like you're just bullying a girl that's not like Hollywood thin. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And you actually Googled her because she hasn't been in it. Like I didn't remember her or recognize her. Sad story. Yeah, heroin overdose. She's not alive anymore. 2007. The actress. Yeah. Not Chrissy. Not Chrissy, but even then, Chrissy, probably not. Yeah. If she even ever existed. <laughs> so that was sad yeah. when you told me that. Yeah. So, I don't know. Bree, did this rewatching it bring up anything for you that you feel like we just need to talk about? How did it feel for you? I still enjoy it. Having to watch your husband watch your childhood oh well i knew instantaneously you were bored and because i kept having to tell you get off your phone watch the movie get off your phone watch the movie <laughs> that's not true you did it like three times and both times i was just like doing a quick time check mm -hmm. to try to see if this movie was gonna ever end <laughs> then at one point i had to pause it to go use the restroom which i paused i didn't just say keep it running. i paused it <laughs> sneaky sneaky you change your name to pete because you're sneaky um <laughs> Is that what they called him? Sneaky Crazy Pete? Pete. Damn it. <laughs> um, damn it. Crazy Pete. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, 
And then I saw this, and I'm like, this is a 100-minute movie. <laughs> it is Just very long. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Hit the 90-minute mark. Get your, like, little cry moments. <laughs> and be done. And they didn't want to do it. They're like, we need more denouement. Sure. So. Nerd. <laughs> wow, that wasn't very Chrissy of you. <laughs> All right, Bree. Where can people find us? Well, if they want to, after you ruined my childhood, you can find us on By Its Cover Pod on Twitter and Instagram. If this movie was your childhood, it deserved to be ruined. <laughs> well, you still have two thirds. That was only one third. My other two thirds were Casper and Little Giants. So <laughs> I'll watch anything with Rick Moranis. Yeah, we do. Okay. Can find us on Twitter and Instagram. What's one more time that tw- By name? Its Cover Pod. Okay. And you can find us on Facebook at By Its Cover Podcast. Uh, you, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter at at Cavin underscore E-G-G. Yep. So at Cavin underscore Egg. Other than that, take care of yourselves. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.